Welcome to Rafa. I'm Lee West. I'm Senior Minister of Rafa. And hopefully you found us on our website, which is rafaministriesworld.net. If you haven't been there, if you happen to be surfing and ran across us, uh, just, uh, I encourage you to go to that website, rafaministriesworld.net. You can find a, an awful lot of things there. Much of it is free. In fact, it's, uh, almost all of it is free, really. Uh, you have my, list, my books and are listed there. I think you'll find some very interesting things there. I just finished a new one not long ago uh, called The Unique Cross on Mount Calvary. And if you're, a, if you're a mature Christian or if you're a moderately mature Christian, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy that one. If you're a young Christian, then I would suggest you not get it. And if you're, li- you're an unsafe person listening to this, then don't get it at all because it won't do you any good. You, you won't benefit from it. You need to just seek the Lord first. But uh, I, know, I normally say this <clears throat> at the beginning of every podcast because so, some of you don't know, uh, Rafa is, is a Pentecostal independent ministry. And by that, I mean, we still believe that God says he, what he will do. And he demonstrates that by healing bodies and giving words of wisdom and knowledge to people and operating miraculously in the lives of people. So if, uh, if you haven't decided for the Lord, I tell you, you, you better think about it. You better stop chasing your career. You better start thinking about eternity because you've got two choices, friend. You can go to heaven, you can go to hell. Those are the only two choices you have. And what right now in this life, what you do with the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for you personally, he died for you personally. If you if you don't want to do that, just ignore it and you'll go to hell. If you deal with it and accept him, uh, then there's, there's, there's a guarantee for eternity and bliss with the Lord and with the saints of God. But uh, I'm going to have some a little bit of words to say to you about later on at the end. First, I've got some hard things to say, and uh, maybe you'll just listen to that. Hopefully you won't uh, uh, tune us off or go uh, to some other place. If you're uh, one of our constant listeners, I'm, I'm glad you're with us. I just thank the Lord for you for supporting us and listening to us and spreading what we've got to do. Uh you got to listen to the facts. I'm going to give you some facts today, and they'll be kind of hard to swallow. But if you listen to these, they'll, they'll encourage you, give you some information to think about. Let me just insert this. I believe that the murder of the United States started in 2008 with the election of Barack Obama. Oh, yeah, i got to say it again. The murder of the United States started in 2008 when the country mistakenly elected Barack Obama to be president. That's when it started. He was a well-dressed community organizer. That's what he sold himself as. And he hated the United States. My personal feeling is he was a Muslim. So when he pledged allegiance to the United States to, to protect, to serve, and defend the United States Constitution, I think he was lying. I think he was a Muslim, so he couldn't, he couldn't pledge allegiance to this stage. Uh, he was an incompetent uh, clown. That's my personal f- feelings. He, he, could, he look, looked nice dressed, and he had a nice pleasant voice to read the prompter, but that's about where it ended. His wife very recently said this, and I'm going to quote, I'm terrified about the 2024 election. 
Well, I, th I think that's a true statement. I think she finally says a true statement because I think she is terrified. I think all the Democratic, or no, I'm sorry, I don't mean to call them Democrat. The de Democratic, I think they're Democrat. Leaders are terrified also. They're, they're so terrified that, that Donald Trump is going to be president again and all their playhouses <clears throat> are going to be uh, stricken down and taken down and the country just might prosper again as he did the first time he, he was elected. He brought the country up. Now, he, he made some terrible political decisions. I hope, he's, I hope he's matured in that. But as far as the economics, he brought the country right on the epitome of, of being total prosperous and totally independent of our resources. But he made some terrible choices, but he, he was not a politician at that time. Maybe he's a politician now. Hopefully he'll make better decisions now. But uh, Michelle Obama says, yeah, I'm terrified about the 2024 election. Her husband started the premeditating murder of the United States. The Dems and the Bidens, under Biden, uh, Biden is a puppet uh, traitor. That's my feeling. He's a puppet traitor. That would be Rolf's feeling about it. I think he's a criminal puppet traitor. He doesn't have any original thoughts. He doesn't, he's incapable of that. He's been, he, like the old saying, he's been sucking off the government all of his life. He's never had a job. And he's been, they found him guilty of plagiarism and all other things. He, and he's been in the pocket of everybody from the, that started to come to light now. And some terrible things that are being proven that he's a crook and his family's a crook. So, uh, yeah, he, he sold his office just for sale. And he, he's caused this country to, to degrade into a $35 trillion national debt. We can never pay that off. If we started paying that back, Right now, we can we can never do that unless there's a major change. It would take just about every bit of our total GOP domestic product uh, product to pay the thing off. Because right now, our interest on that debt is seven hundred and twenty nine billion dollars a year. I'm thinking, if I'm correct, I believe our national debt. After World War II was $9 billion. And now we're paying $729 billion for nothing to the Federal Reserve on interest on our debt. And I don't know how we ever got the Federal Reserve either. There's so many things that this country should have shut down. How did we ever let them sell the population into wearing seatbelts. We, sh we shouldn't have given them that prerogative to, to force us to wear seatbelts. Uh, do I think they're, they're a good idea? Yes, I think they're a good idea. Do I want the government to tell me I have to wear one? No, I, I don't. I, I, I want to wear one when I think it's prudent. If there are people in my car, I would encourage them to put a seatbelt on. Myself, I might do it also if I'm driving in those kind of conditions. But if I'm just out leisurely driving in some pleasurable place, I would be pulled up by some jackleg police officer and given a ticket for not wearing the seatbelt. And the hypocrite part of it is they never wear their seatbelts anyway because it's uncomfortable with all their gear on. They got probably 100 pounds of gear on when, when they suit up. The Dems have sold out to their green 
energy priority. That is their priority. It's not, it's not propagating the good of the country. It's selling these pie-in-the-sky type of ideas. Do I think some of them are good? Do I think the electric part of it is good? I do. Do I think it'll ever come to be? No, I don't. I think fossil fuels are, 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 will drive the combustion engines into perpetuity. Does, will, will solar play a part? It can, yes. Just like atomic power can play a part. Even better than that, if it's clean, and they can serve it now clean. Clean oil, we can serve clean oil. Well, but we're buying, this is another stupid thing, we're buying dirty oil from countries Venezuela and Saudi Arabia and some of these other countries, we're buying dirty oil and yet we're sitting on the possibility of, of the greatest oil reserve underneath our soil that's, and they, our, our oil producers can make that clean. It's terrible. There's so many things that we've bought into that we've given the government the right to us. fact is they control just about aspect of our life right now and and they are in, in the dictatorship position right now over the United States. You think you're a free person? If you do, you're delusional. If you think you're free in the United States to go where you want, do what you want, besides just being the ethical part of it, no, big brothers there, they're, they're monitoring, they're, they're uh, supervising the people, they're investigating and they're doing a, they've been doing a database on the citizens for decades, 30, 40 decades as soon as the computers became available. So they, these people want to murder fossil fuels. That's, that's one of their agendas. They have to do that because there's too much liberty in, in fossil fuels, just like they have to murder bank accounts and things of that nature, which is starting to become notice if people pay attention to them. You see... <clears throat> The Democrats don't want to uh, to close the border. They don't want a border security. That's why I'm convinced that they will never there will never be a wall built. I think I can look at Ezekiel th chapter 38 and 39, which is 2,500 years old, and I can see our current events in there. And I don't believe that they will ever build a wall on our southern border, let alone our northern border. I just don't think it'll ever get built because I think God is going to cease this epoch of time. He's, he's going to bring it to a close. He's going to rapture out his church. And most of you don't even have, know what that means. If you do, I would suggest you research it, what the rapture of the church is. And you, you'll, maybe you'll find some hope there. Maybe it'll scare you because if you look at the current events and what's pro propagating now with the weak leadership and the, and the condition this country is in as far as leadership and authority, you're going to find out we still got another year for this country to be invaded in the way that even I never thought about. I thought it was going to be in one way, and I'm seeing now that it could be uh, done another way totally and in one flash. This country could be back in the 1700s. And if you don't think that, you've had your head in the sand. And I won't use the other uh, uh, definition of that. You see, we are criminally weak at the present time. We're criminally weak because politicians are slowly, premeditatedly murder, murdering the United States. They're not just making bad decisions. They have an agenda, and it is to decimate the middle class, 
support the poor people, get more in people in here across the borders as many as we can to, to bring even more in this next year where they're going to have close to probably 20 million illegals in this country and the next thing they'll give them votes. You think I'm kidding? You better wake up. If you've been voting certain ways, you better wake up. Their policies premeditatedly murder mothers, babies. They're guilty of rape. They're guilty of selling drugs to our country and most of our country now is, is zonked out of its gorge, so the old saying goes, and they're high on something. The military is having a terrible time. fact is, they can't even meet their goal because they get, can't get clean young men, enough of them, to serve. Because when they, when they do a blood test, they find out that they have a history of, of drugs. No, it, they can't get the people. So the, these people, they, they just hate the United States. But I'll tell you who love them. The, munition, the munitions factories love them. The fact is, we're, the country's running short of, uh, of munitions right now, and the munitions factories are licking their chops because they want to give us everything, give back to fill up the coffers again, and get rich off a government contract. That's always been... The plan with industry is to furnish better airplanes, bigger airplanes, bigger bombs, more expensive bombs, more devastating bombs, and, and, and reap the benefits of those by buying off politicians. I know this is hard. I understand it. I'm a patriotic citizen, just like some of you. But yes, some of you listen to me. I hope you're still with me. I hope you've bitten your lip and sticking around for this. I'm saying things that you won't hear. And I'm saying it from a Christian perspective because Christianity is under attack. In just a few years, I won't be able to say this. No other minister who's a real minister will be able to say these kind of things. They'll be muted. Their lips will be sealed unless they want to die or go to prison. You see, the Democrats, they use the puppet, traitor Biden, to do their bidding. They, pro they, they wind him up in the morning and send him out with a program. They have a, 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 his speeches all geared up so all he has to do is read them. In fact, he just met with Mexico and he's going to try to solve the, the, the uh, border pro uh, crisis. In fact, he didn't even call it a crisis. I don't think he's ever still called it a crisis with all the people pouring across there. He's never called it that. But now with the election coming up and them propping him up, which is just about a, an exact statement, not just just not a, a metaphor or something. I think I think they almost have to prop him up, have to wind him up and send him out. The man walks like a zombie. He can't find. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who he's talking to. In fact, I, I heard the story the other day. He was trying to talk to a woman. She wasn't even there. So no, he met with the, the Mexican government and to get, get to get some help, a little bit of help. And you know what the government uh, of Mexico told him? We, we'll, we'll help you a little bit, but these are the conditions. Now listen to this. These are conditions Mexico set if they want to help him. 
The United States has to give $20 billion to Latin American and Cuba, Latin American countries and Cuba, $20 billion. They're telling us what we have to do with their money. To get any help from Mexico, we've got to give Latin American countries and Cuba $20 billion. We have to grant visas to 10 million Hispanics to work in the United States, and I think that would be good for 10 years, if memory serves me right. 10 million, and of course they'll stay in, they'll never go back, and they'll vote. I've got some, a couple things to say about that in just a minute. We have to get their help, we have to end sanctions against Venezuela. Never going to happen, or would happen if they had their way. We have to halt the blockade of Cuba. The dictatorship there, 90 miles off our coast. John Kennedy betrayed the Cuban people. The Bay of Pigs, he was supposed to come in and help them. We had all the resources. We'd, we'd flown so much resources south. It's a wonder that the world didn't tilt in the 19, early 1960s with the Bay of Pigs. And he backed out the uh, support in the last minute. And, and, and the rebels won. So no, we've got to halt the blockade of Cuba, 90 miles off our coast. Get this. You know, New York City is closing, not is, they have closed their schools to, they, to their citizens' children. And now listen, to make room to house illegal immigrants. Don't you love it? I visited my wife and I, Dr. Villalada, we visited New York City just prior to the COVID thing, probably about a year before the COVID thing struck. Had a wonderful time. Met some wonderful people in New York, in Manhattan. We, we didn't venture too much out of Manhattan. We stayed pretty much there. But it was just a, a delight and a pleasure. But it was it was arctic cold. I think the, the, the three three days or so we were there, the temperature never got above 20 degrees, and, and Venturi down those uh, down the avenues, we, have, we had to duck into a place about every block and get us something warm to drink just to survive. But we, we finally made it down. In fact, is, we, would, we were going to walk down to, uh, to the Liberty Island, but about two-thirds of the way down, we, we finally gave up and had to take a taxi. No, it was a bus, I think. We called a, a, a bus on down and went out to Liberty Island and saw, went to the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island and the little round teardrop that, and thoroughly enjoyed. We, we, we went to a lot of historical places, Macy's and up in the, uh, 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 or the, the, uh, Empire State. Uh, yeah, Empire State Building. But no, we met some wonderful people. You talk about the hard-hearted New Yorkers. I, I didn't see that. Everybody been over backward to be nice and, and, and aid us there. We were sure we probably they probably picked us up as tourists, but they were they were wonderful people. We didn't meet the big mouth, the the short-tempered ones. We didn't meet those. I'm sure they got them. My Lord, here you can't go 20 feet in the United States without finding that kind now. So I'm not going to throw rocks at the New York people, the the people who were living in working in uh, in Manhattan. There was a hypothetical poll done based on some of these things I've been talking about. A hypothetical presidential poll. And in the poll, now, I'm saying it's hypothetical, okay? Biden is estimated to pull 41%, and Trump is estimated to pull 49%. 
And my thoughts are, where are, is the 41% of the people who have had their head up and locked for the last three years? Your, your rights have been eroded. The country's being flooded. Your living standards are 30% less. You're making 30% less income. You're paying for illegals to do nothing to flood our country. And they're receiving health benefits that you can't get. They're receiving food and, and, and shelter that you're having to pay for. And this 41%, I, I, I think it's a lie. I don't think, I, like, I, I hope I'm right that there's not 41 stupid people in this country who would still vote for Biden. I know, I know that there's probably maybe 10% who have bought into the, to the thing, you give me, give me what I want, give, feed me and clothe me, give me some money free, and I'll vote for you. Yeah, that's been historically true. But I, I like to believe that there's just a glimmer of hope that the United States can, can survive. Under Biden the traitor, inflation has ridden to just about 35%, meaning that your money has been robbed of you by 35%. It's costing you more, a, a, a third more of your money to do the same things you used to do. And the side, a sidebar on that is the young people, I think we have disservice to the young people. Those under 30, 35 or 40 years old, we have done such a disservice to them. My generation did. We, we didn't keep the politicians underneath our thumb. We gave them too much latitude. And now the young people, they cannot afford a home. So that they're, dec they're decimating. The politicians are decimating by plan. They are plan. They have plan, and they're working out their plan. They're not just making bad decisions. Their plan is working to, to dissolve the middle class and just leave the haves and the have-nots who, who are dependent upon the government. Biden is a slimy traitor. There's no other way to describe the man, and that would be my ministry's attitude toward him and his family is no, no better. fact is, I think the family is worse to subject an old man like that who doesn't know where he is and he walks like a zombie to subject him to the last four years. He's, he's, he's obviously incompetent and to subject him four more years just so you can steal more money and maybe, maybe drive the man to his grave. He can't work now. He only works about 15, 20% of the time, and that he doesn't even work. He just goes, done what he's told. You see, he, he has sold his position to China and to other countries through his son, who's his surrogate. He's allowed his son to do that. And it, this would never have come to light if the Democrats win this election, had, had, not, had lost the Senate. All of this would never have come to light about Hunter Biden. It would all have been swept under the rug, and it would be business as usual at the White House. It, it still is, really, because they have, they have the, uh, they have, I, I, we, we got the House, rather. They, got the, they still have the Senate and the presidency. So they can do pretty much what they want to. They can, we can't get any bills through there. And, and I, I tell you another thing, I'm not too happy with the Republican uh, Party either. 
They, they had their chance many times, and they didn't do anything about it. And now they can't do much about it. They're trying to do something, but their their feet, their hands are tied. So Biden is a puppet. He's guilty of murder. He's guilty of rape. He's guilty of selling young people, young females into rape, into houses of prostitution, and into to labor slave markets in the mark in the marketplace. He has this man has the blood of millions of people who tried to get here on the fact that he says come. He said come. Or he just mouthed the words, but the people behind him who were making decisions said, Come on, come on in, we'll do everything for you. And now they're trying to say, No, don't come, but they don't really mean that. They want them to keep on coming. They want them to keep on coming. The Treasury Department, the United States Treasury Department, is asking banks to search transactions for search keywords as mega and trump in, in, their, in their transactions. They want to be notified. They're asking the banks to notify. The, the, the Treasury Department wants to know about if those keywords are there. Now, we know that those cheap words like that, if you use certain words, the big computer house in, in the bottom, probably in the bottom of the, uh, of the uh, Pentagon, that's, that's where it probably is with the CIA. They're, they're listening to everything you say. They're, they're, they're recording everything you say. If you say certain words now, the fact is I'm sure that, that what I'm talking about here is being, is being looked at seriously by somebody. A lot of people who've tried to, to say things like this, they've been squelched. There are people on Facebook and Instagram who, who can't be there anymore. And a lot of people are being looked at on YouTube and podcasts. If you, if, if you uh, take issue with the government, you use your free speech, such as I'm doing right now. I can say these things because we still have the First Amendment. But there, it's being the process of being looked at, and they're they're attacking it every day successfully. Yeah, they're attempting to allow Trump's name to be not included on ballots. Now, prayerfully, Aristine. U.S. Supreme Court, who are half of them in bed with the enemy anyway, I think we still have a five to four majority. I think they'll probably vote this down, and maybe the others will too because it's so flagrantly unconstitutional. But you can't trust them. They brought terrible things like abortion questions. They, they addressed the abortion thing, the homosexual thing. Sodomite thing and gave it credence and gave it gave it uh, authenticity, and I think that they'll probably strike it down. But the the thing about the man's tied up in so many, you, you realize that they have they had ninety two criminal cases against Trump. They were after the man from the time he declared to be president. They've been after him tooth and nail, doing anything they could. They had people who wouldn't work with him 
on his own staff. And I said this earlier, he made some terrible decisions about people he nominated because he nominated some real, real losers and they turned against him. Barr, you know, well, personally, I thought Barr was going to be a white knight riding in to clean up the DOJ. He didn't. He didn't do anything. He, he was in the tank. And the first guy, I can't think of who he was, he was a, he was a nothing. Fortunately, he didn't last too long. It, it never improved. And Lord, look at it now. The DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, all the generals, every one of them are putrid. Ninety percent. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Ninety-six percent of all the news agencies in the United States never cover Biden's failures. Ninety-six percent never touch it. When he does his stumbling, when he falls, when he makes miscalculations, when he doesn't know where he is, when he doesn't know what he's saying, he loses his train of thought. He claims things. 96% is not reporting that. And the few that I listen to, a lot of them are in bed with it too. They have, they have a lot of, of sodomites on, or homosexuals on their, on their uh, channel. They've got a, a tremendous amount of liberals who are never going to accept the good part of the United States. And the conservative view, they're never going to do that. <clears throat> you see, listen to this carefully now. Listen to it. The Lord God Almighty, through the prophet, prophet Isaiah, 3,000 years ago, approximately, said, now listen to this. He, he got, in fact, is God Almighty, through the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, gave the prophet Isaiah, this word to put down in his writings. As for my people, children are their oppressors and women rule over them. Yeah, I got to say it again. God Almighty, through the prophet Isaiah, by the Holy Spirit, wrote these words. You can find it in Isaiah's writings. As for my people... Children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. If you don't think we have children in our, in our Congress and in our government now, look at what they do. An adult will never make those decisions. A rational person will never make those decisions. Someone who's not sold out to a hidden agenda will, ne will never make those decisions. Someone who has the country's well-being at heart will never make those decisions. They're, they're being, they're childlike. And women rule over God's people. I saw the women's, I was alive when the women's movement started. It, it had this embryonic starting after World War II. I was young. I was a boy at that time. World War II, when it ended, Looking back, I didn't, I didn't notice it then because I was a child. I didn't notice it as a young, as a teenager, nor as a young man, or as a, a young married person in the 60s. 
But looking back now, I could see when it started, and it started building, building, and building, the women's movement, and now they're in every facet, and they're, de they're delusional. They think that they have the right capabilities as a man, and, and laws have given them, law, uh, 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 politicians have given them laws, saying, yeah, you're okay, you're, you're as good as a man, you have rights. Fact is, you're better than men in a lot of ways. Yeah, and there's some truth to that, really. I've said before, there are certain things that women can do better than men. And I use the analogy, say, in long-range flights, like the U2 program. That would have been a wonderful program for a woman. But it wasn't time for the women to do it. Uh, ferrying aircraft or, or doing long-range uh, equipment and supply flights, that would be excellent for women. And I, I told the reason they're good for it is because their center of gravity is below their waist. Where a man's is, a man will get tired where a woman can sit there but much longer. But they bought into the fact women have that they can be, they can be policemen. I start to say cops, but there's no such word in the United States as a cop. It, does, it doesn't belong. We use the term, but it's inapplicable to, the, to anybody in law enforcement in the United States. But yeah, women, they're not, they've lost their place, and they're paying a terrible price for it. You see, God has designated... The male to be the authority figure, and when you have, I, I, I've, I've counseled this in, in my ministry for years, and I've preached this. Any time you find a household where the woman thinks she's in charge or thinks she's equal with the man in, in the decision making, you're going to have a dysfunctional home, and it, it probably won't last very long. And they're, they're, they're getting more and more. You, you look at every facet of life, and a woman is there. A woman, God says that they, they can do that. They can, they can be elected, and they can, they can hold those positions. But if they do, there's situations that will happen. They just have to happen because to make those kind of decisions, it's not, the woman is not equipped to do that. Am I anti-woman? No. I appreciate the beauty that's in a woman. I especially appreciate the beauty that's in a Christian woman. I, it troubles me when I look at the young women today and they're selling their bodies and they're parading their bodies in a tempting way for men. They're drawing men aside. And when, when it said, I'll I, 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 let me take this back to the, to the uh, Hebrew, where it says, uh, as for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. They lead, what it's saying is, they lead the people into straying by seduction. Now, that doesn't mean sexual seduction. That means by, well, it could be part of that, but it's just this word seduction by some type of enticement. Okay? That's the Hebrew for it. And then it goes on to say in the Hebrew, and be swallowed up in the course of life of their life journey. There'll be men will be swallowed up. Society will be swallowed up if women are in charge. Now I'm talking about where women are at the top of the pyramid. Okay, not just women in the workplace. I don't mean that. Know that I'm not saying that. In fact, is women in Congress? I'm not crazy about it, but they can be there. 
can you be in the Senate? Yes, because they they're they're getting close to the top, but they don't they don't have the final word. But if it's in industry, if it's in commerce, any place, and certainly. If we elect a woman to the presidency of the United States, and you look at England, you look at any other place where a woman has held the position of authority, that country has degraded ever since the last king was there in in Europe, or the last person was president, uh, head of authority in a country. The women cannot help but be seduced by demonic influences. They're not equipped to overcome those kind of, and make decisions out of that. Okay, I, I, I know you've had, you swallowed about as much as you can. You swallowed just about as much as you can. Hang with me just a little bit longer. I, I'm just about ready to bring this to a close. You see, in the, in the 1700s, Thomas Paine, who was an activist writer back in, in the middle 17, actually in the early 1700s, colonial times, he wrote these words in one of his narratives because he was an issue taker back in then. He said, these are the times that try men's souls. And he could not have been more true. In fact, as I personally think you can pick out any point in America, in the U.S. history, and that would be a true statement, none like it is today. It was true when he said it. It's been true out history, from the history of the United States. I made this like one of my later, just not too long ago, podcasts. We have never been the United States of America. It's never been there. From the Independence War up until the present time, we have never been the United States. The Civil War was a token, but that didn't solve anything. It, it didn't solve much except to kill about 50, well, I forget how many million people that it killed. Probably a couple of million people, I'm thinking. Listen to this about the unsteadiness of a country. It's sickening. San Francisco, California is, not will be, maybe, is allowing non-citizens of the U.S., in the U.S., to be peace officers. Did you hear that? San Francisco, the whole state is, well, no, there's a little, there's some pockets of conservatism but they've got Newsom at the head of the pinnacle, and he, he, he's a sold-out, misguided individual. Personally, I think he's demon-possessed, but that's just my personal opinion about it. But you, you can't make the stupid kind of decisions he makes and be sane. San Francisco is allowing non-citizens to become U.S. No, to be, not to become, but to be U.S. peace officers. And a peace officer is the first step to a law enforcement officer. People who aren't even in this country are going to tell you what you can do and what you can't because they will be puppets too. Every law, every law person who wears a badge in this country right now and has a gun is a puppet. There are no real good police officers. There's some who fainted until the chips are down and then they sell out. Listen to this if you think that's bad. If you don't think your rights are under attack, listen to this. The chief medical officer of the Milford Medical Center in Massachusetts, Dr. Peter 
I'm going to probably murder his name, Shemolitz. Shalomitz, it's Shalomitz, it's, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't pronounce, but that's close. He posted the video, which I saw, I saw him say it, saying the center, his center, medical center, it has created a policy dictating that they will review any con, any conduct, speech, action they deem to be offensive. What does that mean? They'll review it, and then if they decide it's offensive based on the verbiage that they, the verbiage of somebody maybe uses race or religion or that, you know, sex or anything like that, uh, if anybody says anything about that, then if they decide that it's an offensive statement, they want to use the, the word go woke. My ministry will never use the word woke. It's a stupid phrase. There, there, is a, there is an application in English for that, but it's not the way that it's used. I refuse to do that. Our ministry will not do that. So they would decide if, if ministry, if, if, a, if verbiage or actions are offensive. They're going to decide that. And if they decide that it is, they will desire, they will deny medical service. So I, I guess that means that whatever they like in their perverted mind that they don't like, they'll deny medical services. So I take that to the extreme. If a person is rolled in on a gurney, and they're dying, they won't, they won't, if they, maybe the person on the journey heard some word or something, they won't, they won't do anything to, to serve them uh, medically. Well, that, that's what, that's what he's saying. In, in essence, I'm, I'm just elaborating on it, but that's what I get. You see, as a men's, I thought, I really drew, what drew my attention uh, was about, you can't say anything about religion. Well, let me tell you this. I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I shall ever confront false religion, no matter if it surfaces in my presence, I will encounter it. If it's in the hospital of this clinic, I, I don't think I will never go to that clinic. I don't see why I would ever be there. Could could possibly happen, but I don't see me ever being there. But I will confront any false religion if it, if I begin to dialogue with one. When I encounter it, I will not bite my tongue because it's part of my ministry's commission is to, to point out the false religions of the world and tell the people that they're in there and if they've accepted a false god, they're going to go to hell and they're going to take people with them. I'm thinking of a young minister right now. I tried to reach that. He's, he's, he's preaching a, a, a false gospel. And I told him that and he won't change. And I love him. Because he's part of my heritage. He's part of my flesh. But we don't speak anymore. It's not that I wouldn't like to, but I can't have fellowship with somebody who's who's preaching another gospel. I can't do that. I, I can, we, we can talk about everyday things, family things, up to a point, but I can't talk with anybody very long with them before, before God comes into the equation. Just can't do it. You see this clinic... 
they have said in effect that they are going to nullify and ignore and enforce or fail to enforce the First Amendment to the Constitution. They're going to they're ignore that and they're going to restrict speech. Well, I hope you've been listening. Now, let, let me just give you some, a couple of good things before I sign off. I hope you're still here. I hope you, I, I hope you faithful ones are, are picking up on this. I, I, as Lord is my witness, I want to give you things to be prepared. Bible tells me I have to warn the unruly. As well as peace, hope, and I would much rather be peacing love and and hope and how to, my my ministry was basically founded on people how to be good disciples of the Lord, how to be vibrant, how to be forceful a force for God in the marketplace, peacefully, contending for the faith. But let me give me give you this: there is hope. I told you I'd give you hope, and this is it. God Almighty, in the form of the Lord Jesus Christ, said this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Put into the Greek, it would just simply say, I'm beckoning to you. Come unto me, and I'll I'll give you, if if you're burdened down with, with cares and woes as in labor, burdened down with cares and woes that are stealing your peace and your joy, and, and these things are oppressive to you, heavy laden, if they're bearing you down to where you can't feel like you survive, come unto me, and I will give you rest. I see so many people who would give hard, lots of money if they could just have rest in their soul for five minutes. They would pay for it. And he goes on to say, this, this is the method of getting, getting benefits to that, okay? This is what you have to do. And I'm going to tell you how, how to get to the Lord, be prospered, and how to survive, and how to go to heaven in this one little, in this one little statement. And I'm going to quote the Greek. I'm going to say exactly the way the, the King James Version of the Bible, which we use as our base text book. It says this, If, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt, I mean shalt, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. Listen to this a couple of times. Let your children listen to it. Bring your friends in and let them listen to it. Find a minister who can explain that to you more uh, lengthy than I've given it right there. It's a little, the King James verbiage, I love it, but it's a little confusing at times. But it's not that hard. It's simple. You can understand. Listen to it a couple of times. It'll make sense to you. But seek you out a minister. If you want to contact Rafa, you can do that through our website. You can do that. Well, our, our fellow telephone number is there of our one who handles that type of thing. And if need be, you can speak with me. I, I'll be happy to take your call. Uh, I might. I think I'm probably good. Can make myself available to do that. Okay, it's been good being with you. 
let, let me, I tell you, I, I feel the need to pray for you right now. If you, if you have a burden in your soul, just reach out your hand toward your phone or whatever. Just reach out your right hand. Let me just pray for you, and God's going to touch you some peace. Father, in the name of Jesus, where I'm talking to saint, saint or sinner, I speak the word of peace and joy into their soul right now for a period. If they don't act upon it, then it'll dissipate. But I establish that in their soul right now, and I send forth the word to fulfill it. I count it done by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and in his name. Okay, receive that. Dr. West.